Ah, top of the morning to you, ma'am. And good day to you, Officer Lungfish. How are you today? Oh, damp and happy, can't complain. And what are you and the wee one up to on this lovely day? Oh, just obeying the law as always. All posted directives followed to the letter. Ah, good to hear. Not a one of us want any trouble, that's for sure. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's going weird, which is my blanket statement for the day's overall good, but I feel mm-hmm. a little bit weird. I feel a little bit spacey. That's fair. Probably uh, played through some uh, some confusing or stylistically interesting perception altering games recently as well as had life events right yep i've played the witness again that is correct (laughs) (laughs) if we just this is gonna be a very short episode if we talk about the witness did you like it Eh, kind of pretentious but puzzle seemed interesting see ya (laughs) all right and we're good that was actually a review of all jonathan blow games (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i got second dose of vaccine today Mm mm-hmm um as of a couple hours ago so we'll see where that goes mm-hmm. but uh i i'm told i will be 95 percent covid proof in two weeks yeah to, just like you can dunk yourself in it be basically yeah. immune but i mean i'm probably gonna try and visit more people but i mean just because i'm immune doesn't mean i couldn't carry something yeah like, know, like mask or hands or dr fauci yeah, yeah. said that uh if if both people are vaccinated they could safely meet i was like i should hope so <laughs> right well one you know that's kind of positive it's good to always hear like a medical professional actually confirming something that makes sense but if that wasn't the case if you're like all right now that you both have vaccinations continue to isolate stay away from each other you're like what did I get? <laughs> right, you know, chipped. You got microchipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing is, like, the chip is fairly painless. That's good. But we'll we'll see what side effects are. Like I said, um, but yeah, that's literally all I've done today because I mean, that's, that's it was. I had to drive to another state, and it was mm-hmm. far away, and traffic was kind of weird. But I listened to music the whole way, and I got Wawa for lunch. So take Ooh. that how you will. That's pretty good. That's actually like, I, I think there's a, a minor amount of conditioning for me. I don't really drive places anymore because who does? But right. um, but like when we were going on road trips, say we were going to like land party or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always had this like, and it might just because I'm fat, but like a positive Pavlovian response to the beginning of the trip because I know I could stop at Wawa first, pick up like a nice uh, sugary coffee well, and like yeah, a it's like the trip doesn't officially start until like you've gotten gas or whatever the fuck else you need at Wawa and mm-hmm. like road snacks or food. Yeah, exactly. Like I will always, if I'm driving and getting Wawa versus, you know, just going there for lunch and bringing it home, mm-hmm. I will always try and grab something that's more portable and handheld yeah. like a hoagie. So while I'm driving, I can just be like swerving and, and biting. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see the hand motions, but it looks like I'm it's pretty good. 
angularly jerking off two dicks. Uh-huh, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna stop that. <laughs> as, as as the boat rocks back and forth, Dave's commentating. <laughs> no, it's um, it's very much true. Um, and yeah, I just I, I find that that helps that helps trips. Uh, unfortunate that uh, I know you're you're feeling a little bit. Uh, I don't know if like immune compromises isn't the word, but a little under the weather, like post shot. But I guess that's to be expected, right? Yeah, they it's tell supposed you? to vary per person, mm-hmm. but they said typically it is good if your body elicits an immune reaction. So <laughs> probably, yeah. my stuff works kind of. Um, but like right now, I just feel like mildly tired and very very slightly out of it yeah but not like i can't work today right <laughs> we're not there which is great because reprise everyone <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say recording the podcast is work obviously um we do this for, we do this for the people um our consumers the people that consume us um I really wish we had video just because I feel like my facial expressions get lost as I react to certain statements. They literally do, especially if I uh, forget to move the camera to the middle screen here. <laughs> so they're lost <laughs> to me as well. There we go. Uh, but but yeah, Psychonauts. Um, why are we covering this game? <laughs> I mean, it's been on the list for a while because uh, I went through games in my library and said which things are good that I actually want to talk about. And of course, Psychonauts was up there because it was really my first experience with Tim Schafer's style, mm-hmm. and it's fucking amazing. I think it's I think it's a pretty good game. I think it's a, I think it's a solid game uh, that I enjoy playing with some caveats. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't have <laughs> any flaws. I'm just right. saying overall, I really do. Love it. And even going back and playing it again mm-hmm. over the past week, because I think it was probably, let's say, four years ago, because nobody can fact check me on this, Yeah, that I actually beat Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. And it was three years before that that I first played Psychonauts. Yeah. Because I played through most of it, got to like the last level, specifically with the water rising. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get past this one jump. I believe I think I was liquid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a struggle bus thing, but then I finally beat it later, mm-hmm. and now I've beaten it again. Right. What are we talking? And about? I will continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, so Psychonauts came out a uh, long time ago. This was How Double long? Fine's first game. Sixteen oh, really? years. Yeah. Okay. That that fits as my first experience with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixteen years ago. So. <laughs> significant amount of time has passed um i don't think that there is much in the way of updates since then so i was a little bit surprised when loading it up this time i could natively switch it over to 1440p like it just supported that resolution which was nice uh let me say yes i am happy about that but i i am i am not happy that it took me like six levels in to find that setting <laughs> yeah no it's because initially everything felt a little bit wide i'm like oh it's an older game it makes sense mm-hmm. and then i finally fixed the resolution later i'm like oh my god i can see things now yeah it's uh it, it's it had a weird opener for me and they have like the interactive menu thing where you can like run around on the brain yeah and then like pick an option to continue game create a game whatever but you haven't been prompted at any point to like adjust your settings 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to hit the escape menu, go into settings, adjust things. I remap some of the controls because like, I don't know if like this would be an early Xbox game or what, but the controls were just weird with an Xbox 360 controller on PC, at least. I rebound confirm to A and back to B, and then things sort of made sense. So I was jumping with A. That's how it is for me. What were your default hmm. confirm and back buttons? I don't know. I think they were reversed for some reason. It confused the heck out of me. But anyways, yeah, when you start it up, it's like press Y to start the game. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Isn't there a button for that? Isn't there a button named that? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> but maybe that maybe that was actually given like some of the thought put into this game. Maybe that was intentional. It's like you need to play this game with an open mind. If you're not asking why when you start the game, <laughs> then what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like that is looking at a thing of child's art and mm-hmm. saying, wow, this is really deep and it has many levels to it instead mm-hmm. of it just is what it is and somebody fucked up. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Blow, basically. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, you give, give it more credit than it deserves. Yeah. Um, but how would you describe the gameplay of Psychonauts? It's definitely an adventure game. Like, is its primary genre, I think, but... How would yeah, you, it's how would adventure you platformer, movie? third person. So you're run around, running around exploring levels, looking for collectibles, uh, some interaction, uh, some puzzle stuff mechanically mm-hmm. for like the powers you get throughout the course of the game. But yeah, I would still solidly say third person adventure platformer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there is a lot of platforming. Yeah. Probably. I mean... Yeah, it's the no, entirety of the game is what yeah. you <laughs> Well, I was going to say, like, I'm not a huge fan of platformers. I was going to say probably too much to me, but everyone would just, if people have been listening, they know they don't usually like platformers that much, especially if it's precision. Uh, this is immediately getting into a little bit of a, a, a criticism, I guess, but the game feels like pretty loosey in the way that, like, you jump and move and stuff like that. Um, and it's not bad. There's yeah. there's games that are way worse in this, this this regard, but it does feel weird. I had one point where there was two tightropes that intersected, and you're, the point was you're supposed to walk from one tightrope to the next one. I and I jumped exactly. in the center. Yep, I jumped in the center, and then Raz, who's Rasputin, the protagonist, grabbed on to like an invisible bar and started swinging back and forth. And I was like, "There's no bar there," and I couldn't jump forward. And I couldn't like jump off. I had to drop from it and then redo the whole thing. It was freaking weird. But anyway. huh. I didn't get that bug specifically. But yeah, there's definitely some loosey goosiness to it. I think mm-hmm. just because it was older. Yeah. I mean, it's not precision like of recent discussion blasphemous mm-hmm. where you have to land specifically, jump specifically, ledge grab. Right. It's not that brutal. But there are some interactions where you think you're going to jump up somewhere or be somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's not entirely what you expect, and you kind of learn to work around it slightly. Yeah. I don't want to put a, anybody off, but it is slightly weird. It's got a little bit of the Skyrim slide to it, depending on the powers you're using. If you're I don't like, know that dance. It's like, you know how in Skyrim, uh, if you're going to climb a mountain, going straight up doesn't work. Yeah, but if you go like diagonal, you can like make it up. It's got a little bit of that on some of the geometry, so you can slide a little bit. But they they make up for it by just being like, it seems like they realized that the 
collision like wasn't a hundred percent there. So they like just get people really crazy mobility powers and super jump and all this nonsense and they can just skip the puzzles if they want and run through the game. I'm like excellent. Recovery made. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the game is actually probably pretty short. You're definitely gated by certain puzzle things and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going for the collectibles, I probably could have shaved off an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. But so I would just take you to beat it uh this time around i think it was somewhere between six and seven Mm -hmm. um but that was kind of based off of remembering how i played before be like oh this is what i have to do here yeah so it wasn't as fresh of an experience so it might be a little bit longer for a completely new player yeah it took me like seven plus um not much longer and i did have one afk session where i alt tabbed and ate some food while watching youtube so that might have counted a little bit too but it's yeah, there's a massive difference between going for completion in this game and not, like you said. Um, so outside but, of mechanics, mm-hmm. uh, another thing with all Tim Schafer games, but really exemplified here, is the writing and the characters. Mm. Oh, Let me yeah. get those kissy noses in. It's so mm-hmm. good. I mean, Raz makes them too, right? <laughs> the, the, toward the end of the game, you hear it a lot. <laughs> but... Like the whole setting is you're a kid who breaks into a camp for psychics. Mm -hmm. But like all the humor is like you're a kid. So if you're making comments, it's from a kid's perspective and it fits. Mm -hmm. And some of the adults or other characters just have zany, tropey interactions. But it fits like the campground summer vibe, I guess. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. I think like so Raz is 10 years old um, in Psychonauts and he's like the wittiest 10 year old I've ever heard because he's written by adults that were also witty. But they do it in such a way that it's just endearing and great. Um, I wish I could think of a specific example to really mention. Uh, but basically, like even even his approach in the camp, like when he shows up the first time, he's like hiding in a tree and uh they're gonna just kick him out like as soon as they find him um and he gives this whole like he he quotes the like motivational pamphlet to like get kids into the camp Mm -hmm. and so like uh coach oleander like sheds a tear or whatever and it's like get that man a bunk and it's like it's 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 just great I, i i love the uh the writing is like the highest point I think in in this game, like it covers a lot of if without the writing, I don't know if I would recommend Psychonauts nearly as highly. I feel like it would just be a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also with the impassioned speech before Coach Oleander says, "Get that man a bunk." Mm-hmm. As um, Rasputin is towards like the end of the pamphlet reciting, uh, the shot goes back to Coach Oleander, who's like just mouthing along with the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's uh-huh. like brought back to the forefront of his memory. Is was, was sweet. Yeah, the, it's all shit like that. It's the style and the um and the writing really go together really well for this game. And the, it, the mechanics don't like <clears throat> don't leave it all hanging either. Like um, I guess we can we can talk a little bit about the oh actually I was gonna say another thing for writing. I love there's a little quip at the beginning uh where you get like Indian arrowheads for the first time, which is the currency around camp. Yeah. 
And they're like, uh, one of the kids is like, oh, it's because it's an Indian burial ground. And Raz is like, because they bury their dead here. <laughs> and the kid's like, what? No, it's an Indian arrowhead burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just so good. I, I love it. Yeah, it's a lot of times they'll set up these, this is what the expected thing is. And then they'll like do a quick subversion. Yeah. And it just keeps it very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Where other times you think things are going to be more serious. And then they just kind of pull out the rug and it's like, it's just a game. Relax. Yeah. And personality wise, Raz is like, he's upbeat and he makes these quips and things like that. But he also is like the most focused, serious 10 year old ever. Uh, and that he really wants to, you know, be a psychonaut, which is this like graduated class of um, psychics, right? So psychic agents, basically psychic spies, more or less. Yes. Um, but gameplay wise, once they actually drop you into the camp, um, you don't have a whole lot when you start off. This is very much a progression game, like a lot of adventure games are, where your initial kit is very limited, and then at the end, you're uh, you know web slinging through the fight city. Or God, <laughs> yeah, you fight God. Yeah, it's not Persona. <laughs> yeah, but the first level uh, is like just basic braining. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone goes into Coach Oleander's mind for like an obstacle course. So you kind of get used to the platforming and basic mechanics of here's the level. These are your collectibles. Yeah. Uh, they first explain emotional baggage here, which is something that people have. Nod, nod, nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but you can find the associated tag for the baggage. And I think it's just a collectible. I don't think you get anything specific from it. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there was... I think if you collect all of them, then you get a concept art unlock or something like that. Oh, well, like, in this day and age, you can now just Google that later. Yeah. If you're uh, not a completionist, it's fine. Yeah. But there's also like memory fragments, which are kind of like 2D the, scribbles. Yeah. Throughout mm-hmm. the levels, which is cool to collect. But at the same time, certain ones will kind of have like a move pattern that goes through the floor or walls. So it's easy to miss a couple. Mm-hmm. And then most They're very import- optional too. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, like they respawn, I've seen in certain levels. Like oh. You can literally go back and collect more of them later. So I don't think they're meant to be counted off. No, I, it just it contributes towards your Psy rank. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which um, you can then go talk to. Are you forgetting his name? I don't know. Uh, Wesley Snipes. You can go talk to Wesley Snipes to actually unlock new psychic powers to help you progress through the game. So, But a lot of it you kind of unlock naturally just from playing. It's definitely Agent Crawler. Yes. But he's not as Agent Crawler at the time. Yes. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about anything about basic braining or you want to just kind of like go through the levels and the progressions of mechanics and some characters? It's it's actually I think it's one of the more slightly forgettable well, maybe not forgettable. Forgettable is the wrong word. It's basically like you're making your way through like a D-Day front sort of scenario of a lot of obstacles and military things. Co- Coach Oleander is like trash talking you the whole time. Um, you have to guide. Uh, is it Ollie or something like that? No, not Ollie. The kid with the uh, tin foil on his head. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, unfortunately. 
There's so many, there's so many named kids in this game, actually. It's a lot. <laughs> Basically, one of the kids is too afraid to go through the mental minefield. So you have the option to guide him through where he will follow your path, or maybe you have to call to him. I skipped yeah. over it this time, so I don't recall. Yeah. So like you get partway through and he'll start to like panic. And if you don't talk to him, he'll just wander into a mine and stop following you. Okay. But you have to run up and talk to him and then you'll keep following you. Um, so if you get too far ahead, then you won't be able to like get the talk prompt in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guide him through and then he like gives you some some upgrade or something like that. I don't know. Extra ammo. I don't, I don't know what it was, but didn't really matter. Uh, but it is it what it does is nice in that it reinforces that um like raz is a very helpful person which is very much reinforced throughout this game but also these kids he just met he's already kind of like looking out for him um he's a very likable character which is important in a game like this yeah a lot of his wit and snark really only comes up if he's being pushed mm-hmm. he's just very goal oriented and wants to become a side cadet mm-hmm. but he's trying to like rush through the training because he's not supposed to be at the camp he kind of broke right. into it and they're like well we're gonna call your parents but like you can stay here for another two or until they can come pick you up yeah mm-hmm. so he's just very much trying to like help everybody out and be a cool kid before his evil parents come take him away yeah because his dad hates psychics right yeah they're uh they're uh, uh acrobats and a psychic, like a psychic gypsy or someone like that, cursed his family to die in water. Yes. So <laughs> that's that's his, his, his dad has a bit of an aversion. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Raz does too in his interactions with water throughout the game. Yes. Um, I gotta stop it, saying yes. Yes. I Maybe. agree. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just say no. <laughs> no. 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 Nope. That's not, not true. That, not true. That's not correct. <laughs> nope. That's not how it happened. Um. But yeah, like uh, it, it comes up multiple times that like when you're interacting with water, there's like um, oftentimes you get like two bounces where like a hand, watery hand, sort of like the the boss from uh, Water Temple and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time uh, will try to grab you. And then the third one, it actually does grab you and he uh, like gets washed up on shore or whatever with reduced health or something. But What's cool, though, is that throughout the levels, anytime they have water that's deep enough, mm-hmm. even if it's just two-dimensional water or yeah. water from like a set, like a stage set, it still has that same effect. Yes. So it's really cool that it's consistent throughout. Yeah. There's something psychological going on. Surprise for the game. Name Psychobots. Last thing I wanted to mention about basics for collectibles Mm-hmm. I think in each level, there's one to two locked away memories. Yeah, like memory vaults. Yeah, so if you hit that and open it, you can kind of go through a quick slideshow of their memories for yeah. wh- which whoever's level you're in. Mm-hmm. But it gives a really succinct explanation of who the character is. So yeah. like for Coach Oleander, you just see him kind of like grinding out through school and all his military successes. And he's just very much defined by his military service and leading. Yeah. Yeah. And they, as they're introduced, like in some of the other characters, I didn't really go out of my way to get the vaults unless I saw them. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I missed some. Um, but a lot of times they also like depict tragedy uh, to an absurd extent. 
Yeah. <laughs> like uh, one of the characters, I can't remember her name. She's one of Gloria? the psychonauts. Gloria. Uh, sorry, yeah. no, no. One of the psychonauts, that'd be uh, Mila. Um, yeah, Mila. Yeah, yeah. Hers is hers is like the standout one, and that her memory is like she ran an orphanage and all of the kids burned alive inside of it, and now she's just haunted by their screams. You're like, the reason I'm laughing right now isn't because I find that funny. It's because what in the world is that doing in Psychonauts the video game? You know, right? Yeah. Um, there's actually like a sort of Easter egg area off the beaten path for her where uh, you enter. Like it's a cage with like ghosts outside and they're all the kids saying like Mila save us and like all this stuff repeatedly until you leave. And Mila actually remarks when you go in there, she's like, you shouldn't be here. It's like, but um, like, thankfully I have uh, like my traumas under control or something like that. And that's what the cage is keeping them out. You're like, this is a a kid's game. This is rated. Well, <laughs> so yeah like they do cover a lot of themes like that where people have regrets or tragedy or loss mm-hmm. like in the case of gloria when you go through her memory vault it's like she was very forcefully raised as you, you have to be an actress you have to be a performer you have to succeed yeah um and this is all kind of done by her mom and then she's like about to go perform and then she's like a news article that her mom committed suicide and that kind of threw her off the deep end emotionally. Yeah. So a lot of times as you're going through these levels, you're entering people's minds, you're clearing their mental cobwebs and you're essentially helping their problems. It's it's like fake therapy, <laughs> therapy, yes. fictional therapy. You're helping conquer their inner demons typically. Yeah. Helping them face it. Um, which is nice. It does add some cohesion to it. Yeah. Uh, and that it escalates a lot later, but I want to, we should jump mm-hmm. into the next levels. Sure. Do you want to yeah. talk about Sasha's at all? Or do you think that's skippable? Yeah, I think uh, so. Very few, the level design at the very least is probably mentionable for like every single level. Like they all have some unique aspect that or, like it usually relates to a gameplay mechanic too. So for Sasha's, um, his mind is very organized and he's on like the equivalent of a Borg cube, the outside of it. Um, you could just say a cube. You can word, you could say a cube. A cube, yeah. The word Borg there doesn't actually help. Um, and his thing is just like you can run around the sides of it, and gravity shifts so that you can you don't fall off the cube, regardless of where you run on it. Uh, and the level's pretty small. And I actually really like that because compared to like running around advent- classic adventure game level, did you get all of the hidden secrets, whatever? It's all visible. It's like, it's all right there. Um, and they give you like, is this the first power? Yes. Side power you get? Yeah. This is where you get the psychic shot to target and release your energy. Release your anger. <laughs> yeah. Um which is kind of an old standby. It's it's one of the most reliable weapons for enemies that like aren't bosses. Um, but I will say that the targeting it feels like it's from a sixteen year old game. Well, like to caveat slightly, when I watched mm-hmm. you play the other day, mm-hmm. I didn't see you ever targeting. I I, I did use it sometimes, okay. but um, I probably didn't when I was when I was streaming it. The um. 
So the way it works is Raz shoots forward by default, but you can target enemies and then flick, like, I guess, um, Dark Souls or any other game with standard mm-hmm. targeting to different enemies. But the issue I had was just that um, you only really target enemies that are in front of Raz. So if you need to, like, do a quick spin to grab, like, target on somebody and then fire at them um, and do the sidestepping, backflipping, all of that stuff, uh, it's hard to do it quickly. Um, and whenever you start like attacking, be that melee or ranged or what have you, Raz is kind of locked into that direction until he finishes the attack animation. Um, yeah, they didn't figure out the Dark Souls canceling for a long time. Right. Well, the reason it kind of matters is there, there's like a segment in one of the levels where you need to like hit a bunch of targets that are popping up around you. And it becomes obvious that when the targets are popping up quickly and you're trying to like attack and then switch your position and attack, that if you attack too quickly, Raz just keeps hitting in front of him without any rotation. This right. is a very minor thing uh, in a 16-year-old game. But it's just something I sort of noticed. Um, so I do a lot of jumping away from enemies until I get enough space that I can look at them, you know, stare them down, target them, and then shoot them. I mean, I, I definitely do the same. I don't think it. I noticed it as much as an issue. I just kind of put it in the bucket of, yeah, it is an older game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not as mechanically polished. Yeah. I wouldn't say this is a major grievance on my part. Um, but the power, the power is pretty good. It's got like limited ammo um, and you regenerate it with like mental aggression you pick up from enemies that die. <laughs> Uh, when you, you also get health, right? What was the um? It's 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 called mental health. Yes, actually, <laughs> blue blue pickup for mental health, <laughs> which is your effectively your health bar when mm. you're in a level, aka in somebody else's mind. Yeah. So you always need that, and then the mental aggression you can get from killing enemies if you need to reload your shot. Yeah. But without that, you still have mentally projected hands, mm-hmm. so you can literally just punch things yeah it's, it's a one two three combo it's pretty simple mm-hmm. you can also jump and pound the ground with it for like an, an, a nice little aoe i will do that if there's like four people on top of me <laughs> yeah otherwise it's take a step back mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah it's i was just gonna say it's it's like the level is mostly just kill a bunch of enemies and then escalate and then kill a bunch more enemies then overload everything until you're fighting a boss made up of all the enemies. Um, but it's cool, and I like it. And it's succinct, succinct. It doesn't take a lot of time. Teaches you the mechanic 100% by the end of it. Which yeah. I think is the focus of a lot of these. Yeah, I feel all of the early levels are, hey, here's a new mechanic. Have fun with it. Explore. Take your time. But I hope you mastered it, because later, it's going to fucking suck. Mm-hmm. So in the next one for Mila's, yeah. she's very much like a 70s groover type mm-hmm. lady. Uh, and you're learning about levitation. Yeah, so the best levit- Levitation in this game is your biggest advantage for mobility because you essentially ride a energy ball. Mm-hmm. And then you can jump off of it and then you can hold on to it to kind of float down. So you really have a lot of options for moving around or repositioning. But the whole level is grinding on things. It's jumping up, going through fan platforms. At some point, you even get to like race one of the other campers 
Yeah. Which I really enjoyed because he's a shit and it mm-hmm. feels good to beat him. What's funny is like, it's not even just him. There's like, uh, there's a set of people that are in the race, but the objective is to beat specifically him because he's like the camp bully. Yeah. He's one of, he talks like aggressively with a lisp, has face acne and like a big uh, ginger afro and his name's Bobby. And then he he's has a combination like another of tropes. <laughs> hench, hench cousin mm-hmm. character who's like the, yeah, let's get out of here, Bobby, man. Bobby we has to hang out these nerds. Yeah. yeah. They're not they're not human proportioned. These characters for the most part are are not the most natural looking. They're just very stylized. Yeah. Going back, or I think I was playing some the other day and then Lucy was watching and she's like, These characters look weird. I'm like, Yeah, I can't really dispute that. <laughs> um, yeah. I really like her level though. It's got cool music, it's got a good beat. Levitation, as I said, is the best ability in the game because it's like better basic jump, speed increase, um, like the ability to just like yeet yourself away from enemies. <laughs> you just see you guys, like nothing will hit me if I'm moving away from you and jumping on this. Also, and then you can upgrade it to essentially barrel roll through people mm-hmm. where the ball will deal damage. Yeah. Um, and one thing I actually do like about the game is Levitation's almost teased. And that like Raz starts the game with double jump. It's the like one of the only things he really has at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he double jumps uh, on the the orb that uh, eventually becomes the levitation orb. So like they kind of tease it a little bit. And I don't know if that was just because of from a de- development perspective. They're like, we need to give people double jump at the beginning of the game. Uh, just leave it in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or what? But it makes sense that he's just getting better with the psychic abilities. He's already rudimentarily rudimentarily. He has some familiarity with. <laughs> um, so I, in my head canon, you know, his, uh, he's learned to hone his psychic powers exactly. with regards to ascent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I use this, I use this ability to skip like puzzles as much as possible, do little trick jumps anything like that anything to like not play the actual platforming so the next level i think is easily my favorite as mm-hmm. far as design uh, as as the plot unfolds you have to go underwater to look for some stuff i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep it vague just play the fucking game at this point mm-hmm. or look it up uh, but you go inside the mind of this giant lungfish and you go to a place called Longfishopolis. But in this level, you are essentially a Godzilla-like character. And all of the lungfish are small, normal people, like going about their happy daily lives. Mm-hmm. And you are this monstrosity that has come to wreak havoc on the town. Mm-hmm. So as you go through, it's all of the writing's fucking great, but they'll have like these little news snippets of your character is called Gogalore in this level. And they'll say like, oh, is Gogalore doing drugs? And they're like mm-hmm. doing other things to like cast dispersion or shade on your character yeah. who just appeared. I don't yeah, know. No, it's, it, it's all fucking good. It's it's really good. I think that um, one thing to like take a step back for Lungfishopolis, one thing that it shows is that the writing is one of the driving forces of this game. Because like the gameplay in Lungfishopolis is okay. 
it's fine. It's nice being a giant for like a little bit, but he like climbs slower and does all these other things a little bit more slowly. Um, and if it was just you're a giant in a city and none of the writing was there, would have been a lot less engaging. They literally interrupt. This is something like I don't think most games can or should do. But like as you're moving forward through Longfishopolis, they literally interrupt the gameplay with these news broadcasts. They like they take away control. You're not playing the game for a time as you listen to this. And this is actually like the most extreme version of something like the communicator in the ear sort of thing where it's yeah. like, hey, we're going to hit you with some narrative right now, right? But because the writing is so engaging and because the situation is like um, novel, uh, it doesn't feel bad. You're not like, oh, geez, another person's talking at me and I can't continue, right? Yeah, I I would only skip through dialogue or cutscenes in this game if I had already played through it and literally didn't want to see it again. Mm-hmm. Because as it's going, like they're always funny or interesting. It never takes away. Yeah. It is weird though if you in another level, if you have an item out and then a cutscene happens or something and then it unequips your item. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to Oh, okay. Cool. Those yeah, can be yeah. slightly jarring, but yeah, I still agree with you though that the the gameplay itself of Longfishopolis is not the greatest because mm-hmm. it's just kind of a bigger, slower level, right? It's just that like each level is so fucking unique. None of them are the same at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. It's very much a game where it's like we're in a new area or a new like mind or what have you like what's going to be the gimmick for this one mm-hmm. like, what's the what's the gameplay mechanic that's different for this one like a lot of them share the same core platforming but they'll they'll throw in you know you're being chased by something and um the camera pans to that creature's eyes so you have to run away in third person or something like that like there's um a lot of instances where they they subvert the standard gameplay expectations which is what helps keeps it keep it fresh i think um which is good because like the abilities themselves are like the psychic powers, which we haven't gotten into a lot of detail on, but we, we've mentioned some of them. Um, so I find that they're, they're oftentimes underutilized like, or they're just kind of utility and you don't need to use a lot of them. Yeah. Like, they're very situational. Like disagree. So the projectile thing, um, you almost never need to use that. Because mm-hmm. you have a melee option. There's pyrokinesis to set things on fire. And you can use that to damage enemies. But typically, you really only need it for very specific puzzles where it's like, I wish I could light this candle. I wish I could burn through this pile of sticks. Yeah. And then you have to use pyrokinesis. It um, has a long startup animation. Um, It's the longest. I've never mm-hmm. used it in combat unless it was accidental. It's like the volcano kick of Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Did I equip? Oh, fuck. It's going to take forever. <laughs> There was um, uh, for uh, one of the later levels in the game, a series where you have to fight a bunch of mini bosses in a specific in a squared circle, if you will. And uh, I think that's the word for for wrestling ring. I don't know. Um, fire is really good against them because it's a dot, uh, and they can just burn out. <laughs> yeah, I I did that, but also with those for each wrestler you face. They gave you a different combination of powers you had to use. 
-hmm. And they would usually be really good about actively saying what the hint was. Right, yeah. So for certain parts of the game, they might say like, oh, they don't want to see me right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, use invisibility. Yes. Because they literally fucking told you. Um, But it also fits as just, oh, they don't want to see me right now. That's just a, a standard sentence. Right. Or if you're really getting stuck on something, they will kind of say, hey, maybe... He doesn't like being set on fire. You're like, I should probably set on fire. Yeah, that's a good call. So, yeah, I feel like we don't have time to go through every single level. But what was one that really stood out to you outside of Longfish Obelisk, unless you want to detail it more, or right. one that you really liked? Um, hmm. So I already said Mila's Dance Party is one of my favorites, but the um, I would like hmm. to discount your first answer entirely, so we can talk about another level. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I feel like so Milkman Conspiracy is probably the most iconic level in the game for most people. I'm the milkman. My milk is delicious. <laughs> um, so actually, I, I, I want to steal steal this for a second and preface this with um, the game does have as a minor minor criticism. It has a point probably after Lungfishopolis where like it really takes a right angle into. Like, I'm not completely sure who these characters are. They've never been introduced before, but they're now very relevant. And you need to, like, the whole, like, asylum and all of the people in there. None of them were introduced beforehand. You know, they're not right. reusing characters, not doing any of that. It's, like, very much throwing in just new ideas. Play in this space, play in this space, play in this space. And it's fine, but... I got the impression that like they probably if given more time could have tied some of these pieces together a little bit more. Yeah. If there is maybe some like allusion to it, mm-hmm. cause like the fact that you end up on an asylum in the middle of the lake next to the camp. Yeah. Wasn't fucking talked about. It's just, that's where the lungfish brings you after that level. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. And the lungfish actually is alluded to several times previous yes. in the game. Right. But that's kind of where the foreshadowing sort of ends. Um, and then it just... So it's Dark Souls. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The much. first part of the beginning seems fairly connected. And then I don't know what happened. And then we're not, we, we check the items for lore. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with you, though. I don't... I wouldn't criticize it for that. Mm-hmm. Because it's just another fun, new, unique experience. Right. Um, and... Like, as the characters introduced, you get to learn about them and give a bit of a shit about them in the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're kind of just there. Yeah, they're, they're fairly arbitrary. They could have switched any of the patients out with any other patients, and the game would have proceeded kind of as it as it did. I guess what that says about their design focus, though, is that they were willing to prioritize like a novel um, style gameplay mechanic, something like that as opposed to making everything contextually cohesive, right? They're like, make it fun, make it interesting. If we can make it fit, that's a plus. Like, you know, so at the end of the game, if you're like trying to recollect everything you did towards the end of the game and why you did it, you might have some trouble there, but it was probably a fun experience. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think it's partially because all of the levels are inside of somebody's mind. There's not yeah. really a connecting overworld, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is an overworld where you can run around the camp and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you can go back and replay levels, but they're yeah, all I, connected to like the brain tumbler. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself? Okay. I'm going to answer your question first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, Milkman conspiracy is a great level because of item use and level design. I think that's my take on it. I would agree. It's also really good. Did you find anything about that level like particularly good or memorable? Other than the 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 quotes of the milkman himself, who is a great character. I mean, the milkman's always funny. Um, one thing I do like is as they clairvoyance is when that power is introduced, where you can essentially read somebody's mind and see what they're what they see, think what they think. Yeah. Um, the and camera they, focuses on you. That well, was, it's from that, their perspective. Yeah. yeah. But all of these secret ag- agents throughout the level who are looking for the milkman, they'll all have certain jobs where mm-hmm. if they're holding a phone, they work on the phone lines. If they're holding a gun, they're an assassin. So mm-hmm. you need the respective prop to be seen as that in their eyes. But as you're seen, you're shown as like a, a shitty 2D cardboard cutout. Yeah. Um, and it changes based on whatever you're holding. Mm-hmm. So like little things like that, you technically don't ever have to clairvoyance a secret agent. Mm-hmm. Outside of, I guess, one one door. Um, but just getting the benefit of that in something is kind of cool. Yeah. So it's like a cl- cute little nuance. I think clairvoyance is a perfect example of sort of the utilitarian nature of a lot of the skills because there's a few points in the game where it's like, here is the mechanic, use clairvoyance, right? Um, But those are far and few between, uh, very rare. But you can use clairvoyance on like literally anyone, even if they're not an enemy. And like, um, if you use clairvoyance on Agent 9, he shows up, uh, Raz shows up as uh, wearing like a, uh, an outfit that is like just a smaller version for a kid of agent nine's outfit. Like Aww. he sees, he sees Raz as like the next generation of psychonauts um, for like Lily. You're like a knight in shining armor. Um, there's like, it's those little things. It's just like, how does this person perceive me? Let's just make it a little 2d drawing of this and put that in the game. Yeah. And it's, it's entirely bonus. You could skip over the entirety of that. And not have it. But it's kind of mm-hmm. like with blanking here, Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. When you get the ability to read minds, you can do it on pretty much every character. Yeah. But you don't have to. Like the whole true ending boss is off of using the dream nail. Mm-hmm. But again, like you could t- entirely miss it. Yeah. So the fact they're putting in that extra detail they don't need to, mm, love it. That's That's really like one of the defining focuses, I think, in the game is just add all of the optional interesting stuff even if it doesn't even if mechanically like we're not using it for a lot throw a bunch of powers in there um and just like let them stick and i think that uh actually that was the one that i didn't have on my list clairvoyance oh right right. the one i was looking at it i was like huh it's not even on my list interesting dave came up with it just now (laughs) we're improvising um but yeah it's that power in particular is emblematic of like the design decision in the game to make things interesting for the people that are exploring 
which is funny because I mean, like we we were kind of rushing through the game to a certain extent, I think, to get you know complete the game, have re- renewed our experience of it, so we could right. talk about it with some authority, as we always do, obviously. Versus uh, this thirty minute playthrough I watched on YouTube said this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in a way, the way that we played the game, like in this accelerated pace, is the opposite of how the game was designed, right? Like, to really get the Psychonaut experience, you should be using clairvoyance on, like, everything. How does a crow see me? How does that that uh, person with the phone operator see me? How does, you know, Lily see me? Stuff like that. And can I set the crow on fire? Right. And the answer like is that. yes. <laughs> Raz is kind of like a sociopath, actually. His voice lines, uh, if you, like... Uh, use your powers on forest creatures <laughs> are are interesting <laughs> he's just, he, he like mixes apologies and like it's like sorry squirrel but you had it coming <laughs> something <laughs> like that like, <laughs> he's gonna have he's gonna be an interesting adult yeah psychonauts too at some point baby let's go yeah, um supposed to be this year big big squint on that mm-hmm. but would like it i think it's um it's on steam not like released, but it has a listing on Steam. Pre-order listing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a backer, so I will get emails about it at some point. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Big shrug. Yeah. But another standout level is kind of the culmination. And this mm-hmm. is at the very end of the game. Yeah. Um, and it can only be described as its true name, Meat Circus. Yeah. Not which okay. is as horrifying as it sounds. Mm-hmm. especially if you are a young kid just checking out video <laughs> games right so basically plot wise uh your mind and the child mind of coach oleander are kind of blending together so you have some issues with your dad and him not wanting you to be a psychic and wanting you to be still in the circus being an acrobat and then uh, little Oli's childhood trauma of wanting to have like pet bunnies, but his dad being a butcher and kill- wanting to kill the bunnies. So mm. it's a lot of crazy platforming and trying to protect this kid while there's like horrific carnival and bunny and meat stuff yeah. all going on. It's very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but there's the- a lot of platforming you have to do. Mm-hmm. You have to utilize a lot of powers. Not as much things like clairvoyance or confusion, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of like, hey, we need you to use everything in your arsenal to platform through this and then do these fucking boss fights. Yeah. Speaking of, do you remember your first reaction or re-reaction for seeing Oli's dad? I uh, Yeah, I didn't remember him from the first playthrough, but... I was I didn't remember being this big for sure. <laughs> I was like, this is a this is a very large boss. I understand why the arena is relatively simple. <laughs> he's like a he's like a giant um butcher, is literally what he is, with like two meat clips. He's a Dark Souls boss. He's got like hooks coming off of him, kind of like Pudge. Um and you know, a loud booming voice, and he laughs at you and taunts you and tries to carve you to pieces. It's it's fairly gruesome. <laughs> he says like, come here, little bunny. And then he also has this animation where he like very quickly chops the two cleavers on the ground. 
Actually, like it's dicing. I, I happen to have the ESRB rating summary up for this, and he made it into their summary. Um, <laughs> yeah, the melee style combat can be frenetic at times with impact sounds, cries of pain, and screen shaking effects. One boss character is depicted with large, bloody cleavers and blood stains on his clothing. Uh, one area depicts a giant grinder with blood stains on his blades. This is the same area, actually. They, yeah, it is. <laughs> ESRB like splits it so that you don't get spoilers or whatever. But that's the uh... let the parents <laughs> read that copy and make the the choice for themselves. <laughs> right. I mean, parents. I, I don't. I know no parents that actually read rating summaries, but they oh, should. Oh my god, no. They absolutely should. If I was a parent, I don't think I would either. Yeah, I base it off the box art. <laughs> yeah the box art for psychonauts that could tell a very different story um yeah the the final level though is like it's pretty crazy a lot of it's timed or like defense oriented like you said so there's more stress on it than your average levels um but i found that it was pretty cohesive at least like there was a path you need to take and you know when you're making path forward it also like is one of the few areas in the game where they checkpoint you um thank god by the way yes yeah because otherwise they have no problems letting you reattempt uh puzzle sections and stuff they're like yeah they'll figure that shit out mm. versus towards the end of that meat circus the water is actively rising this is again a t- throwback to um your family was cursed to die in water yeah uh, so you are constantly trying to ascend through the meat circus on these wires. And it's essentially the acrobatics portion. It's you facing against your mental projection of your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really cool how everything is tied to either Raz or someone else like trying to deal with their issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it ties it to the characters. They give it more justification, which is nice. How did you feel about the Rasputin cries throughout that level? Oh, right. Yeah. I like that. I, I think the game could have used more connected pieces like that. Just be like, hey, here's some foreshadowing for what happens later. And the some games fall apart in the ending. Um, Psychonauts starts to like get weird in the middle-ish. And then it brings stuff together toward the ending, I think, which is nice. So they can at least finish strong. Um, yeah, but it definitely takes a turn because it goes from campground adventure where it's just like summer camp to the children's brains have been kidnapped and you're the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit like that. It just it goes off the rails quick. It really does. I do like the um, the kind of redemption story uh, at the end. It's like, oh, no, uh, Raz is actually confused about his past because of the psychic manipulation going on. And uh, he so. Raz thinks his dad hates him because he's a psychic, Mm -hmm. but his dad doesn't hate him. His dad is also a psychic and like uh, his dad just wants what's best for him. But the justification for why Raz thought all of this is he's, he's a kid. He's he's 10 years old, right? Like he ran away because he just didn't understand his emotions. Do you remember when your parents parents first yelled at you and you're like, Oh, I fucked up. I think they hate you forever. But no, you probably just got in trouble and being disciplined for something because you were... I'm going to use myself in this example because I was probably being a little shit. I don't, <laughs> don't want to put that on you. Right, right. No, I was. I was. 
Um, but even like as an adult, I still fall into that where mm-hmm. I can overly read into something. Yeah, or just kind of exactly. like mentally spiral off into like I fuck something up. Oh, they hate me. Oh, I'm the worst. And mm-hmm. it's just you just need to talk to somebody else to be like, no, that's not actually reality. That's just a projection. Yeah. It, it's really important to have someone to keep you from running off to join psychic summer camp. Like <laughs> we all need somebody like that in our lives. Yeah. yeah it's oof. But I do like it though. Cause they took, um, like even though there's plenty of dark twists for other characters, backstories, things like that. Raz hasn't really experienced this trauma that his brain is manufacturing. He's a kid and like his parents just, want to look out for him his dad literally like reaches into his mind to help save him at the end so and gives him a superpower that's that's great yeah it was i really liked how it wrapped up but Mm -hmm. i always forget how crazy it gets from Mm -hmm. like you're here like a seven you're like this is the game and then it jumps to a 12 you're like what the fuck yeah man really really uh what's the line Really, ah, crap! It's like accelerated there, popped off there. It's like the 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 sign from the scene from Anchorman. It was like, yeah, Brett killed a guy. It's like, wow, that accelerated quickly. That escalated that quickly. The, escalated quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've ruined the pacing, but that's fine. <laughs> I made my reference at the end of the day. That was all right. Um, so I feel like my my take is if you're a fan of adventure games at all. Psychonauts is still probably worth a recommend as long as you've got a controller. I imagine PC controls are garbage. That's actually why I didn't beat that last level for the longest time because moving the mouse and jumping with space really fucked me up for the uh, disjointed mesh with fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I could still see recommend that. it to literally anybody or if you just like good witty writing. Mm-hmm. even if platformers and adventures not entirely your thing i'd still say check it out because it's a win mm-hmm. like yeah we didn't talk about the level at all but it's called a black velvetopia this is where you're facing the wrestlers mm-hmm. it's very neon and black themed right and spanish and this guy is kind of a tortured artist and in his mind he's like building up cards to re-meet his true love yeah so there's the cards there and there's like these dogs who will sell you paintings throughout the level mm-hmm. which can be used to unlock other areas or bonuses i didn't have enough arrowheads to do it but mm-hmm. at the end of the level like you see like oh he's like oh i finally finished my masterpiece i finally worked past my issues and can achieve my true art yeah. and the picture i don't know if you noticed is of four dogs playing poker mm-hmm. um that's that's what that whole buildup was. Like, there's, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's it's freaking great. Um, yeah, I have I have a lot of mixed feelings and hopes for like Psychonauts two. It needs to be like really good, and. I some 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 people in our friend group I think are more fans of Double Fine than I am. I've enjoyed a few of their games. Brutal Legend is a standout one as well, but they always like seem to struggle to like get the game released before, like after fixing bugs or to like 
really build a cohesive experience. Um, one of the examples I just wanted to, to put in here is um, called Amnesia Fortnite 2014. I'll let you elaborate on that one. That's all I got. I just read the title and I already know I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it came out in 2014, so that's good. Um, but yeah, they've had they've had really mixed success. And just talking about like the Psychonaut franchise, like this was their if they did not have Psychonauts to build the rest of their releases off of, I don't know how Tim Schafer would have, you know, got the momentum that they got. Well, he got. Um, yeah, it's like he came back from the days of like I almost said Super Monkey Ball of Monkey Island and like mm-hmm. LucasArts games where it was a point and click adventure. And really all you had, because that, that kind of game is boring as fuck, honestly. Mm-hmm. Did I put the ham in the key? Cam in the keyhole? Ham in the book. Ah, yes. The seventh page, ham. Like, it really comes down to the writing to get you interested and having those witty quips. Or, I would never put ham in a book. That's stupid. Yeah. So, like, he really excels at that. So, as long as that's solid for Psychonauts 2, I believe I will be happy. Mm-hmm. but to be fully sated I would like for as you're saying to have it be a cohesive experience and also mechanically good Yeah. so I'd have the incentive to go back and play it again Yeah. and hopefully they get there it's like they released uh, Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin which was a point and click adventure game that's supposed to bridge Psychonauts 1 and 2 apparently I didn't even know what? about this this is news be- to me because it's a point and click game and I don't play those um, for the most part. Uh, it received average reviews. So, like, I don't know. It feels like they're going to need to to step up their consistency a little bit for two. But the screenshots look good. So I want to believe. If there's a series that you have to apply, I want to believe for. It's like Psychonauts and maybe Fallout. There's a lot more recently. But Psychonauts 1 is good. Can't take that away. You cannot. Also, this podcast episode will live forever. So, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of living forever, uh, if you guys want to live forever, uh, you can f- send in your feedback and that will live on Google's servers forever at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you c- for temporary feedback you can send it uh post it to our facebook group um which will exist until facebook is taken down in three years at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast and as always we'll see you in the next one nah, 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 nah.